0: Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: I'm Latino, you know, and I realize that the older I get, there's certain things I can't do because there's stereotypes and it doesn't look right, you know? A couple years ago, I dated a white guy on our fourth date. He's like, hey, this weekend, let's drive upstate, go pick some apples. It'll be nice. <laughs> what? Yeah, this weekend, we'll drive upstate, we'll go pick some apples, it'll be romantic. Like, no! Two white people picking apples, that's romantic. Me, I'm a migrant farm worker. Do you understand that? Like, I would be afraid that they would let him go, but I'd have to stay to meet my quota for the day. I'll see you at dinner.
2: All right, that was Christella Alonzo from her Comedy Central half hour special. Uh, you can see more from her on Comedy Central stand up YouTube page right now. I believe that whole half hour is up there and you can watch it and have a nice little time. By the way, what's up, hahafia, stand up stands, <laughs> <laughs> chuckleheads? heads? Whatever the hell you want to be called. What do you think about that? I, I'm Tom Takar, by the way. Joined, as always, by producer extraordinaire, Coach T. How you doing, Coach? I, I'm doing well, man. I'm out here. I'm doing good. I I want to know your thoughts on the new options I'm providing. For ha, ha Ha Mafia is kind of cult. Yeah. <laughs> like so, ha. I, I shortened it to Ha Hafia, which I think could be confusing, but I do like it. I really
3: like that. Like that makes it <laughs> seem dangerous, and yeah, yeah, it's more line, an edginess to it. Yeah, it's, it's more in line with how I get down.
2: Somebody tweeted at me they didn't like Chuckleheads because they think of themselves more as like comedy experts or something like that, and uh, wow. so it was like students of comedy or something like that. It was on Twitter, so I don't, I don't have it pulled up, but uh, I got a couple here. I also I thought stand up stands or you, like you you know what stand ups. I, I look at Twitter and when they
3: say stands, like I don't know what that means. Why is it not fans? What's this? Why is it oh, you stands? don't know stands? And I'm the I'm, reason
2: it's stands. So stands uh, dates back to a little uh, Eminem song called Stan, yeah. where it's the idea is an obsessive fan. So I don't know if you ever I'm aware uh, of Eminem listen to yeah. that song. Yeah, so it's funny. I have a I have quite a history with that song because. I, I was really into Eminem for a little bit in high school. And Stan was the song that really got me. I was like fine with the Slim Shady stuff. I didn't really care that much about it. But Stan, something about how dark it was, I was really into. And the video is really fucked up. And like, it's it's just, it's a weird video. And I got really into it. That, oh, sorry, go ahead. That song came out like
3: 15 years ago. You're just gonna bring up an old pop reference and then call it Stan's I now? Know.
2: I don't know why it came back. I think That's it's crazy. one of those things where I, I don't know who started it as just calling I'm, I I have to stand something. Uh, I don't know when that started back up, but it feels like it was in the last maybe three years. Yeah. and uh, But yeah, because I never heard somebody say that when I was in high school. Nobody was like, oh, I'm going to stand this. Uh, maybe I was just missing it and no, it became this is, this is a
3: new phenomenon. And now that you're telling me it's an old ass Eminem song from when I was yep. in high school, yep. I respected mm-hmm. less.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it, I kind of like that, but I don't, again, I don't know why. If anybody has the answer to it, hey, send it over anyway. Uh, yeah. We got hafia. We got stand-up stands as a possibility now. I'm entering in the mix. Sounds like you're not as into that as hahafia or ha mafia. I, I like the way stand-up
3: stands rolls off my mouth, but I just yeah. don't like recycling such an old reference. <laughs> I'm supposed to bring back shit from the 70s? <laughs> like, True.
2: like like I Yes. Why not? That's how history goes, man. It repeats itself. Oh man, I demand authenticity and current and reverence. <laughs> like I got an email, I got a couple of people reaching out about the nickname thing, and I want to read a couple of them here, because uh, they are, of course, relevant. Uh, one, uh, John Gooden wrote, hi, stand-up with Tom Takar, I think we should be called Takar Lords, I don't want to be called Ooh. a chucklehead, that I makes told me you. sound like... That makes me like sound like I'm some fat guy. Exactly. <laughs> John. He's fucking with me. Oh. I know I know John. And he oh. wouldn't say he's, he's trying to get, he's trying to boost what you said. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, we also got somebody who said they uh, they're digging chuckleheads. Um we've gotten uh, oh, here we go. I kinda like this one. Uh, it's from Mario Venturelli. And he says, uh, hey, Tom and Coach, he spelled my name T-H-O-M, the British-ass way, uh, so I'm going to assume he's British, but okay, it's not It's not that, uh, if you're trying to search, it's Tom Takar. There's T-H-A-K-K-A-R for the last name. It's very confusing, but uh, right. it is uh, not T-H-O-M. Anyway, hey, Tom and Coach, love the pod, listen while I deliver mail 12 hours a day, and the laughs carry me through. Well, buddy, I hope you're... Doing all right with that Postal Service shit. Uh, hopefully things keep picking up for you. Or, pick, I don't know. Uh, your recommendations and comments are some of the best in uh, my Rolodex of podcasts that helped me through the day. Thank you for that. As for the nickname, I consider myself a devotee of the show and would like to incorporate the show name into the moniker. I mm. consider myself a Sutnik uh, because... Uh, Stand up, Tom DeGar. It's S U T T. Just like the email, S U T T pod at gmail.com. He said, I consider myself a Sutnick, a fan that orbits around the funny like a satellite. Anyway, thanks for the pod. You keep this Sutnick entertained. Who is it? What's that that guy's name? That's Mario Venturelli. That's brilliant, Mario. Tom, I think that's Sutnick. Sutnick, that's incredible. I do like it. I I will I will say it's very clever. I didn't think to put S U T T like that, even though that's the email. And again, S U T T Pod at gmail.com. But I do want to leave the floor open a little bit. I want to give other people an opportunity because we I don't know the spacing of the episodes yet, but people haven't gotten a lot of time to send in what they think it could be. And eventually, I'm gonna put it. I want to put it to a vote once uh, once we get somewhere and. I don't know what all the options are going to be just yet, but so far I, I like that one. I, I do want to give people a chance. If this is what they're going to be called, they they deserve the opportunity. I'm going to be, have you know. I'm going to be campaigning for Sutnik. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Sutnik is so weird because it's like no one will know what that means. Exactly, the Negro Coalition elects Sutnik. <laughs> Well, this is what we get for only having one representative of the, of the coalition. So,
3: But just like any other faithful politician, I can't be bought off. <laughs> fair enough.
2: Fair yeah. enough. Okay.
3: Venmo coach, yeah. if you have a better suggestion. yeah, I'm a size
2: 12, Jordans. <laughs> I love it. Uh, should we, should we go ahead and, uh, get to this first batch of clips here? Man, I'm, I'm rolling with whatever you're rolling with, man. I'm, I'm very excited for these clips. Both of these had me laughing this week. Uh, they're both clips I just happened upon. I, I knew the material from, uh, from the first comic. And then the second one is, uh, it's some comedy that I hadn't gotten to see from a comic that I really like. And so I'm, I'm very happy to share it. So the first clip I got for you today is from Kumail Nanjiani star of the romantic uh, comedy *The uh, Lovebirds on Netflix right now that I just saw and then uh, the second one is uh, Mike Yard and this clip is from uh, Comedy Central's This Week at the Comedy Cellar
4: Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or wanna catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available
2: wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I had other like scary stuff happening. Like this happened, I was 10, my brother was six. You know how your parents make you do shit you, want, you don't wanna do? My dad's friend's kid was having a birthday and we did not wanna go. This kid was annoying. He was a bully, we didn't want to go. And my dad's like, bad news, you have to go. And we're like, that's as far as we got. (laughs) So we have to go. So we get there to this birthday and the birthday's in Pakistan. And I mean, we're all in Pakistan. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) That would have been horrible if we weren't. And he was like, bad news number two, the birthday's in Pakistan. (laughs) Here's your ticket there, make your own way back. See you again? Never. Never see you again. So we get to this birthday, and for some reason, on the stereo, they're playing a knockoff Pakistani version of the birthday song, and the song goes exactly like this, I swear. The song goes, Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Happy birthday, thank you very much. Happy birthday, those are the only lyrics, over and over, that's it. And you think it's a horrible duet, you know, with two people? One guy being like, happy birthday, oh thank you very much, but it's one voice. So it's one crazy guy alone in a room, wishing himself a happy birthday, into a mirror and then thanking himself as if he is surprised every time. Happy birthday, thank you very much. I'm glad someone remembered. Let's go kill everybody. Now back, okay, most birthdays in Pakistan, a monkey shows up? All right the fact that you just just accepted that is racist. But it also does happen. But the fact that it made sense to you, the fact that you guys were like, oh, you're in Pakistan. They have monkeys at their birthdays. That's how they do things. Racist. You guys are accurate racists. But this is true, most birdies in Pakistan, the entertainment is that a monkey shows up with like his trainer guy. Yeah, he doesn't just like show up on his, he doesn't just drive over. We have laws. Monkey shows up with his trainer guy and they put on a little show. And it is a fucking great show, you guys. It is such a good show. The monkey has like a little monkey bike that he monkey rides. Just like a little monkey, his butt wiggles because he's like, I have to keep the tail out of this, folks. It has learned through experience. Just like a little monkey on a bike. He has like a little hat that he wears. The monkey has a hat that he wears. And he walks around like a proper gentleman. Like he walks around like, like that. Kicks his legs out. Just a hat, yeah. And if he sees a woman, he's like, oh, hello, lady. Recognizes this woman, just like, no, hello. Which I'm sure he was taught to do through a lot of violence. You can't just convince a monkey to walk like that. You have to hit it. If it walks any other way, and then it knows this is how I must walk so that the pain doesn't come. Great show. Worth all the monkey torture. And I've seen the show many times, you know, many different, yeah, it's not just one awesome monkey. This is what we're good at, you know? (laughs) Many shows, many different monkeys, but for some reason the monkey's name was always Alu Master, which translates to Master of Potatoes, (laughs) which is not like a Pakistani saying. We're not going around calling each other that like, dude, you are such a master of potatoes. This guy's a player, hide the women. I'm kidding, drinks on you. We don't have drinks. (laughs) But we're at this birthday and no monkey shows up and we're all complaining, what kind of birthday is this? There's not even a monkey? We've all thought that, right? What kind of birthday is this, not even a monkey? Happy birthday, thank you very much. Happy birthday, thank you very much. Playing over and over, burrowing into our skulls. Happy birthday, thank you very much. Happy birthday, and then suddenly the music stops and this guy shows up. And in one hand, he's got a sack and he pulls out a cobra. The other hand, he's got a cage and he pulls out a mongoose, which is like a giant ferret. And he says, these two are going to fight for you. And we're like, fuck, yes, they are. Yes, they are. This is the best birthday of all time. We all get in a circle. Who's gonna win, the snake, the mongoose? Who cares? We win, high five. We get in a circle. By the way, there is no fence between us and the combatants. So whatever wins is coming for us next. We don't even consider that. To us, it's like Street Fighter, you know? (laughs) He's gonna in the one guy, we go three rounds, we eat cake, what a day! (laughs) We get in a circle, we're all cheering at the top of our lungs. One hand birthday cake, one hand in the air, cheering. Top of our lungs. Imagine little Pakistani kids losing their minds. The fight starts. Like 40 seconds in, it becomes very clear that this cobra is gonna lose. The fight lasts 15 minutes as parts of the snake are ripped off by the mongoose's teeth. Yeah, in the beginning we're all cheering. The last 10 minutes, everybody just watches completely silently. (laughs) The snake is ripped to shreds. There's a two-year-old kid watching and he's not even crying. I bet he didn't cry for a year after that. There's blood everywhere. Nobody's making eye contact. I'm like, Alu Master would never allow this to happen. <laughs> Even the grown-ups are walking around like, we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> after 15, after 15 of the longest minutes of my life, just like the rope went from the hat is like cutting into our throats, we're just like, what? 15 of the longest minutes of my life, the mongoose rips the snake's whole head off Yeah, which I'm like, if you had that move, that should have been move number one. Why are you taking so long? Our souls are shrinking. Grips the snake's whole head off, and that's when the snake stops fighting back. And it lays there completely still, headless, covered in blood, and I remember for the first time in my life, I remember thinking, this guy just had his birthday, he's getting older, the snake just died, someday I'm gonna die. Worst fucking birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday! Thank you very much!
0: I am not good in the heat, man. I am a different type of Negro, yo. (laughs) I really am, man. I'm just like, I would have been a horrible slave. Like, I learned that about myself. I'm telling you, man, like, I mean, I would have been optimistic on the way over because I'm a Libra, you know what I mean? I might have been like, you know, maybe they just mad because it's a long trip, you know? They do have a lot of people to care for. It could be frustrating. The minute we got over here, man, and they were like, all right, you gotta go pick that car. And I'd be like, in this fucking, are you out of your mind? In this fucking heat? are You You got an umbrella, you want me, are you out of, I'm not picking no fucking. They'd be like, well, I'm about to beat you. I'm like, well, easy. <laughs> Just like a slave master. Don't know how to use your words. Take a, take a breath. Let's talk about it for a second. What, what if I pick at night? Is that a thing? Is that on the, um, is that on the agenda? <laughs> That's a good cry. A lot of white folks laughed at that slavery joke. A lot of white folks laughed at that slavery joke. America's changing. Where are you from? I'm sorry, I just got here. You judgy motherfuckers. They're like, here we go! the most popular fucking audience. There. Where are you from? Someplace crazy, I guess. India, oh, that's not bad. I had an Indian dude tell me to go back to my country. How crazy is that oh. shit, y'all? We got into it with a thick ass Indian accent. We was at the fucking gas station and I went to come in and he went to come in. And so we were at like at an impasse, like, nah, I was here first and he just fucking started. But Indian people are adorable because they don't know how to curse. You ever hear them curse? Like, You guys are horrible. It's like, you have you don't practice much. You just, you just put curse words in. Like, I know this is a curse word, I'm gonna say it. He was like, I am fucking myself. I'm like, who are you? Who are you really mad at though? Cause I thought this was an argument between us. Now you're just taking it on yourself. You're selfish. You are selfish as fuck. It's so adorable. He's like, go back to your fucking country. They don't like us much. They don't pick us up in the cabs. They ride right by us. No, Brooklyn. I'm like, how you gonna just assume I'm going to Brooklyn? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I am, but you gotta let me say it first though, I am from, Brooklyn. <laughs> it makes me mad because they're being stereotypical, but I'm, I am going to Brooklyn. So it's like, fuck, should I be mad? I don't know, God damn it. Racism is so confusing. <laughs> it fucks you up. I am from Brooklyn. I grew up in Brooklyn, East New York. I was born, I'm not originally from there. I was born in the Virgin Islands. Beautiful island called St. Croix. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that island. Beautiful island. So as you might have guessed, yes, most of my youth was spent, you know, frolicking on the beach and shit. That's what you do when you live on an island. You just wake I don't know if you guys know that. We just wake up and I used to look at my brothers and sisters and be like, yo, you wanna go frolic? And they'd be like, of course we wanna go frolic. You don't, don't say I have my frolic shoes on? Are you ready to frolic before you? And then we would just go off and frolic in the beach. You've seen the commercials, all the little black kids splashing the water, come to my island. That was us, they never paid. They never paid us, y'all. Yo. You just see yourself on TV like, oh shit, I'm on TV. How the hell did that happen? I was just frolicking. I gotta frolic some more, I could be a star. that's how it was. And then, uh, when I was 13 years old, my father decided that he was sick of his family being safe. <laughs> that's the only thing I could come up with because that's essentially what I saw because he decided that we were living, we were moving to uh, Brooklyn, which sounds good. He didn't say Brooklyn, he said New York City, you know, to, you know, sauce it up. <laughs> moving to New York City. He was like, oh shit, Park Avenue. That, that's not where we <laughs> We moved to East New York, Brooklyn, at the time, the worst neighborhood in America. Yeah. Literally. Like, I'm not saying worse, like, you know how like when white girls get upset and they're like, this is the worst. I'm not using it. I am not using it in white girl context. What I'm saying is is that they had a bad neighborhood competition and they scoured the entire nation of America. You know how big this fucking country is? And they went all the way to the other side and came back was like, nah, y'all doing something special over here, boy, god damn. If you want to know how bad my neighborhood is, there's a documentary out actually right now on on Netflix called The Seven Five and it's about the corrupt 75th precinct in East New York, Brooklyn, from the mid eighties to the mid nineties. That's when I grew up there. It was bad, like when, like when we got there, I looked at my father, I was like, you know, you could have just killed us at home. Because I don't even know what this fucking plane ticket was about. It was the best type of neighborhood where you could get robbed by somebody you know. That's when you know you live in a shitty neighborhood, when you're walking down the street and the brother's like, don't move, and you're like, Toby, But you live upstairs. It's going to be weird in the hallway from now on. And he's like, shut up, man. Don't talk to me while I'm at work. Because that was his job. That's where I grew up. I don't live there anymore, though. I live in a nice white neighborhood now. I hope they stay. My good fingers crossed. Don't get uncomfortable now, white folks. You got a bad habit of leaving as soon as we show up. So does that fucking black family pop up? They would be like, ah, shit, we're going to Connecticut. We're going. (laughs) Heading back to home base. They found us. I don't think my white folks are going anywhere though, because I live in a heavy Jewish neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, Jews don't run from nobody. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jews. (laughs) You yell at them, they would be like, ah, well, I guess we're just gonna be yelling every fucking day. That's what's gonna happen because I'm not going anywhere. I know they ain't running from me, man. <laughs> they don't even talk to me. I try to. I be trying to be cheerful in the morning. I know this could be jarring when you're not used to it. <laughs> One night you went to sleep. It was a nice Jewish neighborhood. You wake up in the morning <laughs> I'm in the bodega. <laughs> that- I can fuck with you. Like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? So they don't say shit, I try. i would be like, good morning. How you don't speak to motherfuckers that do this shit? Good morning. I did make first contact the other day though. I was excited, man. I was like, it's finally happening. Two years, two years I've been here. Finally, fucking first contact. These teenagers came up to me. I guess they were being rebellious. They were like, we'll talk to him. <laughs> and I had been practicing this. So I was ready, I was ready. I, I, you know, you got only get one time to make a good first impression, right? So I'm like, now let's go. So he comes up to me, he's like, excuse me, sir. I was like, shalom, my brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was fucking ready. He was like, whatever. I'm like, really? I don't think that's your response, but okay. Then he goes, I, I, don't, I don't mean to bother you, but would you mind lighting my cigarette for me? That's what he said to me, could I light his cigarette? I was like, really, dude? That's, what the f- that's how we gonna do it? I was like, no, I'm not lighting your fucking cigarette, man. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand, it's the Sabbath, and I am not allowed to make fire on the Sabbath. I was like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, little boy, you think I'm stupid? You just told your friends, watch me get the black dude to light my cigarette. You think I don't know what's going on here? Get out of my face, little boy. I left, I went upstairs, I was so mad. And then I I was thinking about it, retracing steps. And I was like, how'd it go so bad so fast? And then I thought about what he said. He was like, make fire. I'm like, people don't really talk like that. So I Googled it, turns out he was not lying. Not at all, apparently Jews are not allowed to make fire on
1: Saturday.
0: (laughs) I didn't fucking know that. So now I feel like an asshole, first contact so now every Saturday I walk around my neighborhood with lit cigarettes just trying to make up thank you guys
2: all right that was Kumail Nanjiani and of course Mike Yard from this week at the Comedy Cellar you guys know Kumail you know who Kumail Nanjiani is he's a superstar he's handsome as hell now he got all ripped uh, and I, I, love that clip. Uh, and Mike yard, I don't know if you know him. I love Mike yard. I'm a big fan. He's one of the main hosts at the comedy cellar and I get to see him host a lot, but it's what's great about this week at the comedy cellar is You get to see people's full sets and you get to see people doing new stuff. And, uh, I just find him to be a very calming presence. I really like his voice. He's so smooth. I I was, I was looking at the YouTube comments for this clip and people were talking about like, he just seems like he's talking and I find that to be true too. He's so smooth that you, it it doesn't even, it doesn't feel like material. It just feels like he's hanging out with you. And I just, I just really like his style. He also, I, I didn't think about, i never thought about this until today because I wasn't watching the clip the whole time. I just was, I, I had it on the background. He kind of sounds like Paulie Shore to me, but like a cool Paulie Shore. <laughs> he just has this this very relaxed voice that uh, I, I really enjoy, but just Yeah,
3: he's like he's un, he's, he's just unfazed. a killer
2: too. I've I've never seen him not kill, and that's why he's the comedy seller has people host who are like the best comics in the country because they can trust them to make sure the show is gonna run smoothly, but also they know they're gonna kill up top. And Mike is somebody who seamlessly transitions between crowd work and material and you can see it here he does, he's not even really doing he does he does a little bit but most of it's just material and I, I don't know if I've talked about it much on the show. I'm not a huge crowd work fan. Like I I don't not that I don't understand the merits of it. I get why we have to do it sometimes. As a watcher of comedy, I don't really care about crowd work that much because for me I'm watching somebody to see them crafting a bit. I want to see what the work they're doing is. I agree and and i think
3: for the people at home that are listening they don't quite understand that because like they'll come in and, and a lot of t- a lot of uh, people who come to comedy shows they're like um you know the out-of-towners they're on, on vacation or something like that and it's kind of exciting to be like oh my god he's talking about my friend
2: yeah like when you love the art you're like dude get <laughs> to the bit like get to your creativity you i don't care exactly about exactly it man you nailed it on the head and it's funny i've talked to my girlfriend a lot about this because she loves crowd work she she has talked to me a lot about it. She goes, "I mm-hmm. love when people do crowd work at the show," mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there seething because I'm like, "Oh, you love that, don't <laughs> you?" Because well, I care about the joke. That's like a <laughs> <laughs> crowd work is like a like a like a circus
3: act. Like the comic is a yes. is an artist. He's there painting. Like like it is a difference between a guy who paints something like you know and sells it for a million dollars, and then a guy that's painting you
2: and your friend on a beach in a absolutely cur- like absolutely. That's not and there's yeah, we don't want I, that. And I'm not but shitting I, I, on the the whole thing. What I'm saying is I don't I don't necessarily care about this interaction with the audience. I and that's not to say that some people who do crowd work aren't great and can formulate it. Some people do crowd work that is actually them doing their material, They or they, they, or they can craft it into an interesting idea. Like, I think Big J Okerson is yeah. somebody who's really good at that. He he can talk to the crowd, but then he brings it back to... Oh, yeah, he, he's a beast at that. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. really good at, oh, this was a little interaction, but he turns it into a really funny idea or a story or something, but somebody who's just kind of, we're learning about this guy in the crowd and that he works at a bank. I just don't care. Um, <laughs> it's just not interesting to me as a, as a fan of comedy, dream, but man. I also understand being in an audience. I remember being in an audience before I started stand up and seeing crowd work happen to like a friend of mine and it's it was the most exciting thing. Yeah, I get it. And it's yeah. the story you tell to all your friends when you leave. Like, I totally understand it. Yeah, I get it i wanted to talk really quick there's a whole controversy happening right now it's very funny uh i don't know if you've heard about this coach did you hear that new york is dead uh yeah i've been hearing that a lot
3: uh (laughs) i i i I subscribe to various news outlets you know i like i I like to go left and right i'm an actual political junkie and um and I was like, it's to the point where I had to call some people in New York. I was like, is this true? They're making it seem like everyone's leaving. Uh, Todd Berry tweeted that the, the park shows were shut down by the mayor, but then you're having your park show. So I don't know what the hell is going on.
2: And I don't know what is uh what is totally like legal uh, as far as what's happening, but it's in the New York Times, so I don't think that there's any problem with us talking about it because- It's very public and I mean these shows are being promoted, so my show got shut down. I have a show in Brooklyn that is not happening for the time being. The Roof Show? Because Yeah, because it's now illegal to have a bar or restaurant that has live performance of any kind or ticketed events of any kind. Even though you're allowed to eat at the restaurant and everything else is still the same, you just can't have somebody performing there. It's very weird. Tom, help me understand that, Tom. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Tom, I, help I me really understand don't. that, man. <laughs> I don't get it. And I'm not. here's the thing. I do, I, I'm not somebody who's like, this, oh, this thing is a hoax and I think that they're overblown. I don't think they are. But I think that there is a weird line that is imaginary that's like oh you can have a restaurant that's open air and have people sitting out at it and but you for some reason this added element of a ticketed thing huh. is not allowed which is just as safe I mean we were being we were being completely safe but I, I yeah and then the open air stuff like the parks it's huh. funny there was this New York Times article about it that they're like oh I don't know if this is good or, but like the person who's there is teetering back on like I don't know if this is good or not i i don't know how to feel about it i think that's how everybody feels but, t- but see tom it feels like
3: and, I, and this is not a political point it just feels right. like some fun policing ass shit because th- there's no it's logic so yeah. it just feels like oh who the fuck's having a good time everybody turn <laughs> right, it off right. no more nba no more comedy no more nothing and there's no more it's just no yeah. fucking
2: logic at all yeah well it's it's these weird things where I understand where the idea can come from where it's like let's not be crazy let's not just open everything back up and you know have I I don't want to do live indoor stand up right now myself uh, that's right. I, I I don't feel like I don't I don't know that that's a safe thing to do right now but this open air thing where everybody's distanced i just don't understand how I'm they can so say that it's confused i want to uh i want to read we've got a joke detective this week we also had a follow-up from a previous episode that i did want to read although i might uh, save it for another episode uh, hold on, hold on. Like
3: this is this is important man Um yes this the, the skip swagger yeah, 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 of course. I've never that's he reached out. I've never been so wrong. I mean, the name <laughs> Skip Swagger sounds so like uptight and, and you know and like they don't ever they sound proper. They don't ever cuss. But I, I was right. just so wrong from from the from the from the from the photo that I saw on Twitter. He's more like a, a, a like a Skippy Swag. You know, like like yeah, he's more yeah. like you know he's, he's Skip. Why Sw-
2: I don't know how he got that name,
3: but uh. I've never been so. Long. I think that's his real
2: name. Sk- Skip Swagger. Like, I think it. I think it might be Skip Swagger. Swiger. I can't tell here. I'm looking at his. I'm looking at it. So he tweeted at us. Yeah. Uh, we we mentioned him a week or two ago, and uh, we read an email from him. And Coach just had a damn field day, roasting <laughs> this guy, <laughs> going after his ass. Listen, you <laughs> read name, his ass. The name Skip Swagger, uh, <laughs> Swagger,
3: it sounds like somebody's mad because I was like dating his daughter or something. But <laughs> right, <laughs> that You're was, right. That, that's not what I saw online. I was just, it's just, what a world we live in, man. I've just, my mind's been blown. I,
2: man. So you were saying he's he's definitely a guy who wears like golf shorts or he yeah. sounded like a golfer to you like a that's like a plaid like.
3: like like carlton but white you know from from the press <laughs> yes. print. like uh, a prep school guy that's, that's what it sounds yes. like
2: but i didn't get that energy at all man and i and i just no, love being he, wrong because it's so entertaining it is nice when you're like, okay, some of my preconceived notions, maybe I need to reevaluate.
3: That and at Skip all, man? I love proved ass wrong,
2: wrong. It's hilarious. He to me, It's hilarious to be wrong. <laughs> That's true. It is fun. It is kind of fun to just totally misread the whole thing. Um, yeah. We have some joke detectives to get to. Some people sent them in. If you don't know what joke detective is, it's our segment. Where if you have a joke that you don't know who did it, you heard it, it's driving you crazy. You're like, who the hell did that damn joke? Uh, and what was it even? I just vaguely remember it. You can send it in to us, the joke detectives, and we'll figure it out. And we got one today that I want to read here. I gotta find Okay, Brittany Wilkes writes to us. She says... So I definitely listened to this bit on Spotify around five years ago. I liked her entire album, but at some point I lost it and then forgot about it. She was recalling a birthday, camping in at an RV park with her family. I remembered a detail about a strange cake her aunt made for her. However, the meat of the joke was about, or however, the meat of the joke, was about a guy drowning and her having to administer CPR on an older guy. I'm pretty sure he doesn't survive, and she has to go back to the campground area where her family is, uh, where her family is, and try to enjoy this cake. Been trying to find it for years. Hope you can enjoy. Thanks, Brittany Wilkes. Uh, I, I this sounds not familiar to me, and I think I, I would know. remember this joke because that's a crazy story. That's very specific, <laughs> man. Trying to man. save somebody. That's very specific. I haven't tried to do the research on it just yet. But uh I'm I'm going to search for it after the show. Having said that, it sounds very it sounds like that to me, I told her this, it sounds like it could be a fortune feemster bit. That sounds like the sort of shit that would happen to her. I don't know if that's her or not. I can't but that's what it sounds like. You don't think it's fortune? We would know that. Like, come on, man. We hang out with Fortune. This sounds like a like a Like, I don't know,
3: like a shot comic, you know, like I don't want to say this is a comic that we're not familiar with their work. That's what I would say.
2: That is possible. And this is the problem with, I feel like on Sirius uh, or on Spotify, stuff just pops around Yeah, and I'm not sure who that is. And it's going to drive me insane, just like it is driving you insane, Brittany. So you've... You spread the bug. If uh, if you know who this is or have any leads, send them in. Uh, yeah, that's pod at gmail.com. Or if, uh you know, questions about comics or whatever. Uh, I think we should jump to the last clip here. What yeah, do you think, Coach? Yeah, lead us leader. I really love this last clip. It's the hardest I've laughed uh, in a while. I was watching this clip, and I had to show my girlfriend right after I finished watching it because... Unfortunately, the thing that was really making me die is not is not this clip. It's part of this clip, but it's too visual. You have to see her do it. Uh, this is um, Anna Dresden. She's a, an SNL writer, or maybe former SNL. I'm not, I'm not sure if she's still over there, the way they move around over there. but uh, She's super funny, and she did this set for Comedy Central stand-up featuring that just really, really tickled me. I really like her jokes. I've seen her a bunch. Uh, I did a show with her at Caroline's last year where she was just so funny. Um, and just, just, yeah, just a great comic. And this whole set's funny. It's on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube page, so check that out. She has this bit about why she de- doesn't drink and how wi- like women at weddings or stuff like that will we'll give her shit about it. And the act out is so funny that it was, uh, I don't want to overblow it because I know people are going to watch it and be like, I didn't laugh that fucking, hard. but it it really hit my funny bone. Uh, it tickled me, and yeah, uh, I think you guys will like this clip a lot. This is uh, this is Anna Dresden from Comedy Central stand up featuring.
1: There, there is porn though. You can still watch it. It's still legal uh, for now. Uh, they got all different kinds of porn for everybody out there. If any niche interests you got, if you like rock climbing, they got rock climbing porn. If you like riding the bus, brother, there's a treasure trove. Feast. (laughs) They got porn for every niche interest group except for this one very small majority of the Earth's population called women. Oh my God, have you guys seen female friendly porn? Of course not. No one has. It's just the porn that predators think women will watch. I'm like, what do the girls like, kissing? I don't know, I gotta dump this body in a sump. You do it. All right, here we go. One, two, three. There's no, it's just so much kissing. They like, there's insert shots of a hand on like a silk curtain. So many insert shots, none of genitals, mostly for texture. They stop in the middle, they're like, wait, what day is it, Sunday? It's farmer's market. They go to the farmer's market. (laughs) They fill up their cart, and then they look at each other and they're like, who are we kidding? We're not gonna cook any of this. It's just gonna rot in the fridge. And then they kiss. No sex is had. Um, It's a crazy thing, there's so much kissing and feeling friendly porn, they think single women wanna beat off to other people kissing. That's not porn, that's a dinner party. (laughs) Not exciting for me. (laughs) Uh, but its great. I get where they're coming from. They think women don't want to watch abrupt things happen to other women. But uh, here, here, here's my pitch for anyone in the biz, which I assume is everyone here. Um, female-friendly porn should be just like regular porn. Except at the end, you see the woman make it safely to her car. <laughs> Doable? It feels producible, right? Just here, and cut, cut to like a steady cam, like behind the scenes footage. And they're like, great job, Lisa. And she's like, thanks, I was really feeling it this time. Glad we did those trust falls. <laughs> Everyone's clapping for her and like, it's Kit Harrington on the last day of Game of Thrones. <laughs> she's their hero. <laughs> King of the dick. <laughs> she's like, what? No, you guys are the real stars behind the camera. Give it up for the crew. <laughs> And they're like, she's so down to earth. I love working here. We're like a family. She goes to her car, locks all the doors, looks right at the camera, and says, I consented to everything I, you just saw. I'm over the age of 18, and I feel fine. Blackout. That's it. It's <laughs> not so really porn. Just want to make sure she survives it. <laughs>
2: Alright, uh, that was Anna Dresden. You can see that whole set on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page along with hour-long specials uh, from a lot of great comics that you don't even need a password for. You can just watch the whole thing on YouTube. Get on there now. And if you like today's show, just like Netflix has their algorithm, this is the Tom algorithm. If you liked Kumail Nanjiani, I recommend you check out Jackie Cation. And if you liked Mike Yard, I think you should check out PDD Abreu, who's also just very smooth on stage. Love the guy. And uh, if you have Joke Detectives, send them in to suttpod at gmail.com, along with new nicknames. We've been getting a, a few, but I want more. We're retired. Chuckleheads is gone. All right. It's done. I'm done saw, with I, it. So you I, guys pick something new. I got a shitty email about it. I'll read it next week.
3: But, I, saw, uh, I saw a chick on Twitter that said it reminded me of a scary movie. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Like the Chuckleheads are coming. She, good, good looking, listener.
2: I didn't, it inspires fear and anger in the listeners. So I'm dropping <laughs> Chuckleheads. It's gone. You win. Like I said, it's a democracy. And I will listen. Uh, we, we, I want more options. We have. Maybe five right now, and I want some more. So sutt pod at gmail.com. Follow me at TomTakar, T-H-A-K-K-A-R. Follow Coach T at Coach underscore T-E-A, like the drink. And uh, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Share the podcast with your friends. And uh, we'll see you next week on Stand Up with Tom Takar.